You're listening to the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley. Hi, it's Chris and Susan Beasley here with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle. And we have a guest with us today who is actually in the UK, although you can see he's in rather a nice environment because Spain, for him, like us, is one of our favourite European destinations. Please welcome Peter Varker to the show. Hi, Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to see you both. So thanks for, thanks for inviting me. No, it's fabulous. And let me explain to everyone here. I put a post up on on LinkedIn the other day and I was talking about age and starting a business, whether you're in your 50s or 60s, 70s, even 80s, people are starting businesses. And, And Peter reached out to us. We've known Peter for a long, long time. And he shared with us about a business that he started. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Peter. Can you give us a little bit of background of who you are, what you do now? And then we'll ask you that question. Yeah, no problem. So I have been a business owner for probably uh, in excess of, I don't know, 20 years or so, I guess. Um, My first business started off the back of of, uh, working with a a guy I used to work with and someone asked us to do something and we did it and we loved it and that's how I had my birth business, it was an events business, but uh, I'm currently have, um, I'm a partner in an an events business that does corporate events and team building days for um, large corporates all around the world and we, that business also has a licensing arm to it, so the technology that we've produced as part of that um, is licensed and we've got about 30 licensing partners in about 20 countries. Um, so that's my main full-time um, day-to-day job, really, I guess, which keeps me busy. And so there's an interesting question in there, Peter, isn't there? Sure. So What's that? you were in an events business face-to-face. What yes. happened, what happened oh in goodness. March 2020? <laughs> well, I'm actually only 21. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, that was an that business. Someone I know you don't want to talk about the side hustles, but the, the, um, that business was an interesting place to be in March 2020 when, obviously, pandemic uh, hit and... Um, at that point, we had a business with about just just shy of about forty people um, working in offices in London, uh, New York, and and we was also just had a, a previously had an office in Hertfordshire as well, which is where I am. Um, and literally over the course of about a week in um, March, uh, around about the twentieth, um, literally everything stopped, um, and all our booking. We had a very healthy sort of forward pipeline. Literally over the course of a week, everything stopped, um, and it was like, oh dear, this isn't very good, is it? It was a very, it's probably the most challenging time I've ever had in business in terms of what do we do next and 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 how we how we get through this. So, um, yeah, being in an, an industry that was all about bringing people together didn't seem to be a very good place to be in March 2020. So, um, yeah, we had to make some pretty radical decisions, actually. And uh, sadly, you know, we, we had to move fast. We, we closed all our offices. Uh, we had to make about 23 people redundant. Uh, we furloughed a load of people. Um, and we sort of drew back to a core team of about five or six of us that we could kind of work our, work out how we were going to get out of this. Um, it was interesting. I, I did a chat with someone the other day about adversity in business, and at that point, we didn't have a clue what we were going to do, but the importance of mindset and just um, just sometimes just going with it and, and, and doing what you think is right. Um, so we, we pivoted, actually, into we recognised um, that obviously a lot of people were going to be doing virtual stuff and being online. So we came up with a load of products that could help keep teams engaged whilst people were locked down at home on, on Zoom. So we came up with escape games and murder mysteries and quizzes and all sorts wow. of different things that people could do with their teams online. We'd now, at that point, we'd never, ever run a virtual event in our lives. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it, uh, a couple of months were pretty tough, but um, long story short is we, we came through COVID and had the best two years in business we've ever had. Um, in March 2020, 2021, we delivered just over three and a half thousand events um, all around the world. And uh, yeah, had the most successful two years in business in terms of revenue and profit as well. So, um, and a lot of that was down to, you know, we saw a lot of people go by the wayside, but one of the things I'm a big advocate of and very passionate about is, you know, the, the, the doing and the thinking in business go hand in hand and, and, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, they need to be both, <laughs> both are important. Um, so how you think about your business is just as important about what you do in your business. Um, and yeah, we're now building back better. We have a, we're back up to about 26 full-time staff. Um, they all work remotely. We don't have any offices anymore, which is obviously a huge overhead for us with a number of offices. And um, yeah, we're building that better, as Boris would put it. Fantastic. Um, so you, you said the big word in there, all about your mindset yeah. in March. Oh. You had to sit there and go, what the hell are we going to do now? Yeah. I mean, it could have gone, it could have gone. I mean, the alternatives weren't very attractive, I'll be honest, but uh, um, how you think about it. And, um, you know, it was interesting, actually. We got there's four directors in the business and, um, I don't think at one point through the whole of COVID there was ever any sort of conversations about this isn't going to work. It's how do we make this work? Yeah. Um, and that was always the starting point with everything. Not this will never work. It's what do we need to do to make this work? And um, yeah, fortunately, and I say, you know, we had certainly over a nine to 12 month period, we had a point, uh, you know, we were in a business that was building a plane while we were trying to fly it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was an interesting experience. Um, but yeah, you know, you just got to go sometimes, haven't you? And um, once you do that, you yeah. know, but we say we didn't ever, there wasn't ever any conversations about giving up or jacking it in, or it was just about what do we need to do? And of course we've made lots of mistakes and fell down a few holes and things, but yeah, what comes through that is, uh, you know, you end up in a better place. And without that, our business, you know, our business is in a much better place. It's leaner, it's more profitable than it was pre-COVID. Yet on the March the 20th, um, yeah, when everything went, uh, you know, everything went south, it was just uh, no one had any idea. So, yeah, mindset, how you think about it is, is key to that. I think it's a great it's great to hear a positive story oh, coming yeah. out coming out of uh, coming out of COVID. I think that's amazing. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, we've done a few things. When I mean, at the time when you're in the thick of it, you don't even think about it to be honest. But when we've reflected now and look back, and a lot of people have said, "Wow, that's a great, interesting case study about you know being in an industry that's probably one of the worst industries to be in." When about bringing people together is, is you couldn't probably get much worse than that. Oh, oh you could, <laughs> you could, because oh. we were running a ski, ski chalet. Oh, well, yeah, ski chalet, yeah. or theatres. I've got some friends in the theatre as well, and yeah. that wasn't a very good place to be as well, some friends no, no, that do no. that, so there's a few no. places, but yeah, it was one of those industries that, um, yeah, it was it was challenged, and sadly, you know, so I know some, some, some good people that ran good businesses, and you know, I'm not saying that, you know, the thinking is everything. Of course, there's a lot more to it in terms of what you do and how you address it and stuff. But there's businesses, without a doubt, I know that went under that just because the, the, the mindset and the thinking of the people was, was you know, their, 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 their desire for gain was less than their, as I would say, their, their, their desire for gain is not as strong as their, you know, fear of loss. Yeah. Um, and um, that was kind of, they, 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 they'd have embraced it. And others that sat there and battened down the hatches said, oh, we'll just, We'll let this blow over for a few months. Um, and then by the time they realised it wasn't going to be a bit more than that, they kind of missed the boat a bit. So, so yes, that's my main that's, business. Sorry. But the side, sorry. Sorry. Go for it. Go for it. 
Now that that's my main business, and but then I, over the years I've had a few side hustles that have uh, some have been more successful than others, I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I just uh, I like I like to be busy and try things. It's super, and I think one of the things that you said that comes out of that, and we'll we'll go to the, to the question we wanted to ask you as well, is that what happened to you? The same as what happened to us. You 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 become solution orientated. And I think, you know, it's something that come to your retirement years that you have to be thinking about that now. Retirement per se has very, very much changed over the years that, you know, we we would say, honestly, probably the last real retirement was experienced by our parents, maybe uh, maybe even our grandparents, where you literally did your 40-40 and uh, then you, you sort of, Stop, put Stop. your slippers on. Yeah. Put your slippers put the, on. Put your carriage clock from the job you've been in yeah. for life. And <laughs> yeah, but it's not like that now. You know, we've got 30 no. odd years beyond our retirement, our effective retirement date. You know, we're both in our 60s. Um, we are officially retired, but I can't ever imagine retiring. You know, we have a mission in life and we're going to keep doing it for as long as we possibly can. And I think one of the things that we've noticed now with the people that we talk to, some of our clients and our students, is that they weren't aware that you could actually start what we call a side hustle or a side income or a side gig, all sorts of things they're called, while you're actually still working. And that's what inspired me from the post that I wrote. And you jumped up and you said, you yeah. told us about something you did. So will you share that? Yeah, with of course. Us? And I mean, I think, you know, with any side hustle, I think it's absolutely the best time to try and do it whilst you whilst you are working, to be honest, because, you know, um, it, well, it de-risks it massively for you. Um, you know, if you've got a vision and, 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 and the passion to do it, then that's probably you're halfway there with it. And mm. um, so, you know, all the side hustles that I've had and things, the things that I've done in my own time, and, and I think, yeah, I mean, even my very first business, when I started my first business, you know, I, I did it and then I went part time at work. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll take a risk, but I'm, I like managed risks. Um, so, you know, my first business, um, I, I went part, I started it and then went part time and then just to, to maintain that, that level of income. So I think when you're employed or you've got that security, it's absolutely the best time to try and start a side hustle rather than diving in and then realising it hasn't gone well. Because it, honestly, it doesn't matter if you fail. Um, in fact, some of the best lessons I've learned are from the failures that I've had, not the successes. So, you know, that's absolutely, you know, my view. So the side hustle, I mean, the one that I think you were interested in, it was a chocolate business. Yeah, um, I love chocolate. Yeah. So tell yeah. us about it. <laughs> so I, I live with my, my wife and two daughters, um, are all chocoholics. Um, and when they were teenagers, they, they've gone and flown the nest now. But um, when they were teenagers, they were always um, banging on the back, never having any money. Um, so I was like, um, right, well, I'm not going to give you money, but I'll provide you with an opportunity where you can make money. And the more you put into that, the more you'll potentially get from it. So um, we threw around a few ideas and the fact they were into chocolate. So we started this business called the Chocolate Lapper, um, not really knowing if it would take off at all. But there was a, there was a vision behind it. It was to provide personalised chocolate bars for people. It's a bit like the moon pig um, cards of, of chocolate. Whereas actually you could go online and create a chocolate bar and for, well, £1.85 and we've sold it now, but when we were doing it, it was £1.85, £1.85, you could go online and create a chocolate bar and have a personalised message or photo on it. So whether it was, um, you know, uh, someone's birthday, 
um, whether it was where we did a lot of wedding favors, things with people's photos, or even people you've known a while that you send them like your good selves. You received one, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, it was fabulous. chocolate bar. Um, <laughs> but you could just go online. So it was about creating personalized chocolate bars. Um, and yeah, it was, we were taken a bit by surprise because we, we put it out there. And the, the, the reason for me, it was about giving the girls a hand up rather than a hand out, really. And actually, they then got into it and they were a little bit like, oh, how's this all going to work? And I was like, let me worry about the nuts and bolts of how it works. If we're all aligned in this, it became a lovely little family thing that my wife used to do all the orders and go to the post office. The girls used to do all the wrapping. I saw the web stuff and things. And um, yeah, it quite quickly took off, actually. And people, my mum was the first customer. Uh, bless her. She, I think she thought, oh, she was humorous and buy some online chocolate bars. And um, that was the very first order. But very quickly, we did quite a lot on social media. Didn't spend a huge amount of money, to be honest. Put a cheap website up that was an e-commerce. You can get those done really cheaply now, even cheaper now than, than it was seven, seven, eight years ago when we did this. Um, yeah, we everything was bootstrapped, to be honest. We didn't really have a huge amount of money to invest in it. And um, social media was brilliant. Uh, we put it out there and friends and, and started setting up this thing with a chocolate wrapper. I went online in China. I found someone in China that would make a wrapper, a, a big one of these called full skin costumes of a chocolate bar dressed up as this per character that was like the logo. <laughs> um, St. Albans and Harp and then giving out leaflets dressed as the chocolate wrapper. Um, it was this wrapper character with a you know, big gold necklace and wrapping. And um, so, uh, yeah, so that was that. And um, yeah, it was the girls were loving it because, to be honest, they, they, they worked in WH Smith's as well at the time. And um they, they were earning more money um, actually wrapping chocolate bars, sitting watching Coronation Street um, than they were actually working and earning the minimum wage in WH Smith's, which they hated on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, so we did that. And, um, yeah, it, it won um, after about eight months. It won an award um, for the best new business from the Chamber of Commerce. Wow. Um, and that helped us, uh, I guess, you know, we leveraged off the back of that in terms of local media and stuff which all these things you know when you're running a little side hustle you just never you grab everything that might just promote something so we did some promotion stuff obviously when we, we we did a lot around that being nominated and then we went along to the award ceremony and it was nice and what was lovely about that there was what, what we called some grown-up businesses there at this award ceremony and um the, the sit behind us one of the other people that were up for the best new business was a was this gymnasium that had launched in the area and um there was about five or six staff all sitting behind us. And when they announced these nominations, I took the girls up there to do a little video and these little Voxpot videos that they showed the nomination, chatted. And they all, when they said, and, and the next nomination is the chocolate wrapper, it's a family business. All these people were laughing behind us, like, you know, you don't stand a chance. It's like some tin pot, you know, side hustle, whereas I've got a grown-up business with these gym people. And then they announced our names. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Turned around to these people. They were so smug um and they just didn't think it would happen so that was that was really nice and then we won something called the fanpreneurs of the month it was a national thing all about entrepreneurial families um and that helped us take it to another level and then yeah we were then got to a point where we were shipping anything from several hundred to several thousand chocolate bars a month um yeah. which was yeah great and um we did some really nice stuff off the back of it, which I, I, I love being fairly community focused and I've done, you know, volunteering stuff with like Princess Trust and other things, as you know. And um, so we then thought, how can we use this to support the local community? And one of our friends had just passed away in um, a hospice quite quite a young age. So we said, well, let's do some, raise some funds. So over a couple of years, we came up with a chocolate ball, 
um, and it was this nice black tie affair with chocolate fountains and all sorts of stuff. Oh, wow. We raised about 15,000 for the hospice, um, which was great. And then the next year after that, we did, um, through, with Age Concern, we did the chocolate tea parties. I remember um, that, yeah. Yeah, and we did um, these tea parties that brought together, I mean, it, this is all pre-COVID, the, the thought of bringing 130 old people in a room <laughs> doesn't seem, seem, you know, seems very different now, but we, we got them on, we provided entertainment, we laid it all on and um, provided that, so that was really lovely. And then we did these things called Random Acts of Chocolate, which we set up, which was, um, a thing that someone could nominate a friend or a colleague that was having a hard time and we then personalise a message on a chocolate bar and just every month we send out about 50 chocolate bars that were for free that were just um, to give people a bit of a, a lift um, so that was nice as well and that again gave us another another way of leveraging and, and talking about what we were doing so yeah so that was it was all fun and as I say it was it was a, it was a side hustle there wasn't any money really that went into it other than just a little bit of creative thinking and yeah, obviously getting stuff set up and, and just saying, you know, this is fun and how do we make it work? Um, that, that's a starting point in all my business journeys, not being this will never work or how do I do this? Or it's about what do I need to do to, to make this work and make it a success? Of course, there was stuff, some stuff didn't work and it fell flat, but that's all part of the, the journey, isn't it? So, yeah, and then we got to the point where um, with that business where the girls went off to university and then my wife and I, basically got hacked off and coming home every night after work wrapping bloody chocolate bars uh, and doing chocolate bars. So I said, Look, you know, we've got to get rid of this. <laughs> so um, again, it's just funny how it, it sort of came about. We were, we were moving house at the time and, and um, the chap that came down to do the photographs for the estate agent came into the office and we had a little light box in there where we could take product photos and take photos of the chocolate bars and things. And um, he said, oh, you know, it's interesting. It's photography. And I was like, well, not really. I said, we've got this little side hustle chocolate business that we have as a family and um he was uh he said oh you know what's that then I was like well actually I'm trying to sell it at the minute because um I put it on with a business broker um and yeah it wasn't I mean it wasn't ever going to be a, a huge it's a very much a fun lifestyle business to be honest it, it paid for our holidays every year and beers every month and did stuff and the girls made on it but um so he, he said oh I might be interested in that he said my wife's just had a baby and um she's at home and she might be interested in looking at that so Long story short, he ended up buying it. He had some teenage children, and I don't know if it's still going or what. It was a few years back now, but um, yeah, it was it was a nice little story and a nice. Uh, when I saw your post, an illustration of how just doing something and just going for it, and you know, you don't need a huge amount of money. You don't need it just like yeah. And and if you've got that you know, security of doing it as a side hustle whilst you're still doing other stuff, and you know, more power to the elbow. So and just exactly. get on and do it. So. So, yes, that's the story of the chocolate wrapper, wow. which is uh, a great journey. I absolutely love yeah. it. I think the one thing that came out of that is definitely imperfect action. Just get on with it. Yeah, yeah. But what you said right towards the end is it provided a lifestyle, the extra holidays and yeah. things like that. And I think, well, certainly we believe that it. you don't have to get into business at 50 or 60 plus to, you know, be your next Richard Branson or whatever you can be, but why not just do something that gives you a lot of pleasure and pays for those things that you might not otherwise be able to have. Yeah, there's so there's much capacity better. to do that with that sort of stuff. There's, there's so much capacity to do that. And you won't always get it right. Of course you won't, but you know, it's just, and, and do you know what? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> It was something we did. It gave us quality time as a family. 
um you know we all got involved together we, we used to go to wedding fairs and uh, with you know tables where you get tables and school fairs my wife works in a school as well so you know we go to the summer fair and we'd have a table there for personalized chocolate bars and the kids of course loved it we'd come up to father's day or mother's day you know we used to sell out these chocolate bars saying happy father's day dad with a little message on the back from the kids and you know it was just um it was fun it was it was good fun and, you know it didn't, you know, for us, it, yeah, it, it, it more than washed its face. When we launched it, we didn't have a clue whether anyone would buy one, apart from my mum, obviously, who did. But, um, yeah, so I think, you know, we did loads of, loads of interesting stuff off the back of it and that we'd never have dreamt of at the time when we said, well, let's start this. So you, you never know where it might lead, you know. And it all started because your daughters and your wife love chocolate. Yes, they love chocolate. And my daughters were saying, you know, moaning about never having any money. <laughs> <laughs> which is typical of the teenagers at the time but i said like you know i'm not just going to give you money but the more you put into this they were they were tapping up their teachers at school at the time for uh you know birthdays oh it's your wife's birthday or someone's having a party and they you know selling into there i came up with a little scheme that where they you know if they actually made the sale then they'd get a, a decent whack of it they, they would be paid they got paid for wrapping them as well but then they they created the sale then they get a good level of commission on it so yeah it's fun it so reminds me of when I when I was growing up at home and my mum and dad didn't believe in pocket money just for nothing so you had to do things and my mum worked at home and she had um, a couture dressmaking business she made be the most beautiful beautiful wedding gowns and yeah. evening gowns and things like that and there were certain things that she worked out that if she gave me her old sewing machine and put me in the corner that I could get <laughs> on with it and in the end, I became so quick at doing some of these things. Like I was earning re a really good little income out of it, even though I was still at school. But I think this perhaps is it goes back really to to what we talk about to our children and our grandchildren now. Now the age that we are is, you know, pocket money shouldn't just come as pocket money. You should start thinking about some kind of endeavor that you could be doing that's going to actually earn you some money and that will help you through your yeah. whole transition of career. Yeah, and I, I like to think my, my, my youngest daughter now is a nurse and, um, you know, she, all through COVID she was a nurse and worked hard, but I, I like to think that, that, that she's started a little side hustle herself, so she's got a little Amazon stock that sells oil-burning lamps and things with her oh, boyfriend. So I'm hoping that some of the, some of the stuff rubbed off as well longer term in terms of yeah they, they've uh, they're doing well with it actually and um, yeah just like as an Amazon affiliate where they do this is kind of a drop shipping model and yeah. they don't actually hold any of the stock and they've learned about it and done it and you know they're doing it and they're having a bit of fun with it but you know for her as well you know she the, the money she earns isn't isn't brilliant as a nurse and um, yeah so it's, you know I think all walks of life all ages I'd always strongly encourage people doesn't matter how old you are or what skills you've got you've got a bit of passion and a little bit of a, a, a thought just give it a go what, what you've got to lose and it's that easy isn't it yeah. exactly. i mean it's you know your daughter she's because she's done it with you as the chocolate wrapper yeah she's yeah. starting starting another business it's just an it's, it's just a no-brainer it's normal I think, yeah i think a lot of people think it's more complicated and scary than it is i mean you know till you've tried it it's actually you know, i've got a bit of a bug now i've got a few little things on the go of other bits and bobs that I do and you know I'll always be like that you know when I do yeah so that's, that's kind of how it is and it's great you know if it, if it earns a little side income as well then that's that's a bonus but so you've got to enjoy and have fun with it as well absolutely you've got to enjoy life haven't you especially yeah, as you get absolutely. older
Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Peter, it's just been a fantastic story, and I just really hope that our listeners and viewers, because we put this out as video as well as a podcast, because oh. I think it's important to see people and hear it from their heart as and see it as well. Yeah. I hope that they'll be inspired, no matter what their age and what they're doing now, whatever their career path is that there's always something out there. If you're prepared to go look, and what do we have search engines for if they're not to go look and yeah. find out what people are doing? You've only got to type in make money online in retirement or something like that, and all sorts of ideas will come up. Evaluate them, see what, what yeah. makes you fancy, and you can start a business. Think about retiring and you like playing golf. Well, you can start like your daughter. You can start a, an Amazon business and sell golf clubs and all that sort yeah. of thing. You don't even have to hold the stock. It's no, it's so much easier to do it these days, isn't it? There's, 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 there's less barriers. I mean, you go back to my parents' generation. You start a business, you had to do some marketing of some sort, whether that was produce leaflets, adverts, <laughs> yellow pages, whatever that might be, you yeah. know. Whereas now you've got all the tools and all the all the things you need to, to do it very easily, you know. So there's never an excuse. An excuse probably for a lot of people is just how they're thinking about it, as I said. You know, it's just uh sometimes it's just like, you know, I didn't we didn't when we've done that business, we didn't have a clue it was even gonna work, but we just put it out there and look at what we, you know, what we achieved with it. So yeah. um but yeah, it's, uh, it's important, isn't it? So well, um, hopefully it's been of, of interest and someone will pick up a little nugget or two from it, hopefully. So, yeah. you know, if that has been, then I'm, I'm really I'm pleased that that's been helpful for, for anyone, really. So. No, it has been really helpful. And to anyone watching or listening, you don't have to be a chocoholic. No. You don't have to love chocolate. You, you can do anything that you're passionate about or love or just happen to find and you go, Oh, now there's an idea. I could do that. So, yeah. Peter, thank you. It's so a pleasure. And it's lovely to see you both looking so well and no, uh, enjoying you. life, clearly. So, Thank you very, very much for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. And we will be back very soon with another episode of Living the Retirement Lifestyle. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. 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 This is the Retirement Lifestyle Podcast with Chris and Susan Beasley.